Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, here we go, it's the Copy Podcast. Liverpool 1am Hello everyone, welcome back to another Copy Podcast. Just have a little chat about last night's 2-0 win over Southampton. I'm Mick Manan, joined again by uh, Kiefer McDonald. How are you doing, lad? I'm good, you know, Liverpool haven't ruined my weekend for once. It's, uh, it's nice, isn't it, to be talking about a win. <laughs> Thiago scored, you know. Perfect remedy. So, yeah, fingers crossed that we can continue that. Yeah, I mean, he's in here straight away looking for this. He's in, he's in. There you <laughs> go, lad. Thiago, Thiago, get in. What a fucking goal. But, yeah, we'll come to that a bit later on. Um, yeah, it's just, it feels nice just to win. I mean, I was looking at the form table earlier and it's like we've, last five games or last six games, I think we're undefeated in six. Like we think we've won four, four and drawn two, which is like, it doesn't feel real, that does it? I don't know. Like stats are a bit mad in a way because they do obviously tell the truth, but it just doesn't feel like that's the truth. At the minute, does it? No, not at all. Especially depends how you interpret them. Like you know, from from how we were at the start of the start of twenty twenty one, you probably take six unbeaten, but just the manner in which they've come in. You know, the Leeds game, the the Newcastle game. You know, the, such late sucker punches, and you know, last night it felt like it was it was going to be another one of those, didn't it? Like you know, they didn't offer much Southampton, but it felt like they were all kind of. You know, like I think I said it a couple of weeks ago on here that like every team now follows that blueprint. If they hang in for 80, 85 minutes, they'll get that one chance. And to be fair, I'm just thankful that Danny Ings wasn't playing last night because I'm sure he would have put a few of those to bed. Um, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we got away with it because I think, you know, it was again, we were kind of architects of our own downfall because we didn't take our chances. But, you know, it was nice to kind of, you know, just get that second goal late on and kind of ease any any nerves that were going into the final few minutes. Yeah, and I think, like you said, if, if Ings was playing, and I think that's, I mean, I spoke to a few Southampton fans yesterday and they were saying if they had Ings, they probably would have won. And they would have they would have at least got one, wouldn't they? They had so many, especially that first half. I think uh, I think it was Teller had a good header, didn't he? Teller had a good header, fucking hell. Uh, and they had a few good chances, to be fair. And Alisson, like I'm, I was just going to come on to Alisson, um, he was a big positive last night, weren't he? I think... I think he made six saves, which is like the most he's made ever in a Premier League game. That is just, it's not a high amount, but it just seems like a, a, short, a small amount. And uh, yeah, he, everything he does, did apart from obviously nearly fucking playing someone in with a, with a perfect perfect assist. He, he was great last night, weren't he? Yeah, he was good. I mean, it's been it's been a mixed season, hasn't it, for everyone? And I think Allison's, you know, his form's kind of dipped, um, you know, early in 2021. You know, he had that game against City, he had the kind of Leicester mistake. So, you, you know... Last night it was nice to just see him, you know, be the hero for once because he's kind of been, you know, under 
quite harsh scrutiny in like say in recent months so for him to kind of put that performance in like you say the most saves I think he's made since he's joined Liverpool in a, in a Premier League game it was it was really really good apart from like you say that one when he gave it to Che Adams and you know then then you're just thinking like you know Liverpool are just going to shoot themselves in the foot again but they didn't they hung on Thiago scored we won you know top four seems ever closer so yeah it's uh it's, it's nice it's a nice Sunday for once yeah, well, I think that's why we're a bit late recording because me and you were having a chat about all of the variables for about five minutes, and I was getting, <laughs> I'm getting myself hyped up for a top, a small miracle of getting top four. But um, yeah, let's let's talk about the, obviously Allison. Allison was boss, um, but that he made that big save, and then we go down the other end and, and yeah. score pretty much. I think it was like fifty seconds later or something like yeah. that. But yeah, and another weird stat: it was the first um, link up in the league between Salah and Mane this season which i think that says a lot doesn't it yeah there's kind of this like narrative isn't there you know they don't like each other for one way or another and i think you know i certainly you know if you'd said to me how many assists they had to each other this season i would probably said you know maybe a handful but for it to be their first kind of assist it kind of probably highlights liverpool's problems they they haven't been the same you know animal in the final third that they've been in the past two or three seasons and you know the front three you know they haven't haven't been linking up as as well whether that's because Firmino's, you know not playing it is kind of his peak that we've seen. Um, but yeah, that goal last night, that first goal was, you know, fantastic. Like you say, Alisson saved, what, 40, 50 seconds beforehand and then to go up the other end, it was just kind of, so small moments, isn't it? That kind of define your seasons and it feels like in recent weeks, we've been on the wrong end of those, you know, we've had a chance and, and then someone's gone down the other end and, you know, scored a goal or got a penalty and it just feels like that was, that was massive last night, the whole kind of win, but in the way that we got it, it wasn't, you know, yeah, we did have to hang on, but then to kind of, you know, break away and get that kind of third, uh, second goal even. I wish it was a third, but to get that second goal was was really, really nice. Yeah, and I've I, I seen another stuff from um, Michael Reed on, on Twitter. It was um, Mo Salah's 12th assist for Mane, three more than any other player that he's assisted for Liverpool, which is, I mean, there's this, like you said, there's this whole narrative, isn't it, that they don't get on with each other and they don't pass to each other. And I think it's just Salah doesn't pass to him because he is a bit of a, He's a greedy player in front of the goal. He wants to score goals. That's what goal scorers to do. And I think Mane just thinks, well, if you're not going to pass to me, fuck it, I'm going to do the same, doesn't he? But it's all about if if they feel like the chance is on, you've got to go for it, haven't you? And I think that's kind of kind of what we've got to do, especially at the minute when we're missing a load of chances. You've got to fucking just have a shot on goal and hope for the best at the minute. Yeah, I think especially like you say in the final three in the in the final third of the season we haven't been clinical. You know, it's you know it seems that especially with Mane, you know, obviously he's, he's had he's been one one of those that have had a, a massive dip. Just feels like he hasn't got that kind of ruthlessness about him anymore. I think you know we saw a couple of weeks ago against Villa, he, he comes on, he has that one and one, he has so much time to think about it straight into the keeper's hands. So I think you know. Mane, Mane and Salah this season, they're probably taking one or two more touches and, you know, doing things that they wouldn't normally do because there's a bit more pressure, you know, they're, they're highlighted a bit more. And I think especially the whole kind of, you know, this kind of narrative that they don't get on. I, th- I find it bizarre because, you know, someone like Salah, it's, he's, he's, he's a goal scorer, isn't he? That's what he wants to do, as you said. He wants to be winning golden boots and whether he's got to go past his teammates kind of thing, that's that's what Salah does. It's, it's like with any good strikers, look at Harry Kane, how selfish he is. But when Harry Kane does it, he's kind of like gets praised because it's this kind of elite mentality. But when, yeah. you know, Salah's, you know, he's been our best player this season, whether people want to admit it or not, he's, he, where Liverpool would be without Salah's goals is, is scary to think about. And, you know, you can say that for last season and the season before. So, you know, as long as he keeps putting them in the back of the net, I'm not really too arsed about how many he sets up for the other two. Yeah, exactly. We just, I mean, he, he, another assist yesterday and he's he's banging in the goals, isn't he? So it's just, we need to, 
I mean, there's four games left now. Um, and obviously, Thiago got that goal towards the end, which killed the game off, which was obviously boss for his, his first goal. And uh, it kind of, like we were touching on before we, we started recording, like it, it's it, it's going to need a small miracle, isn't it? Like now we need, you're just looking at the games, like West Ham play Everton later. We're open for an Everton result there, yeah. which you feel, <laughs> feel dirty saying. Dirty. Uh, then there's Tuesday, there's fucking Leicester versus United, isn't it? So we're hoping for a, a United win. And then we play them two days later, and I'm hoping to beat them. So it's just, I think we've, I, I, I'm hoping we haven't left it too late, but it, it does feel like that at the minute, doesn't it? Especially with the the Leeds and the Newcastle performances and, and results that we sh- we should have got something, some more from those results. Yeah, the Newcastle one especially that was that was really really sour. I think obviously because the goal gets disallowed, you know, two or three minutes before you know Willock scores, it's kind of like the warning was literally there. You know, the red flag was there, and we still failed to to kind of deal with it. Um, it's it's just a, so many strange situations, like you say. It's kind of at this point of the season now. I think Liverpool just needs to kind of, as hard as it is, just focus on themselves, win their, those four games left, and just see where that takes them. You know, if, if Everton, you know, United, or whoever's playing, who can do his favours? Because I think next week Chelsea, Chelsea play Leicester, don't they? Just before the FA Cup final, or just yeah. after. So you know, all of a sudden you want Chelsea to win again because it looks like you know they've probably secured top four. Um, but I think if Liverpool can get to what sixty nine points, I think it is the most we can get to. If, if they can get to that, and I think that I'd like to say it would be enough. Obviously, a win in old a win at Old Trafford is going to be in there if you're going to get to sixty nine points. I think that's a massive statement in itself. Um, but like I said, there's so many different variables, especially you know even with United's game today. If they draw to Villa somehow, then all of a sudden they've got to go and beat Leicester. You know they've really got to you know put the pressure on kind of thing, and then it gets to us, and that's probably the game that they're probably going to rotate. Um, but just in terms of like obviously the United game being called off about what last week, I think that's that, that might have done Liverpool a favour actually, not only because of the kind of the fixture congestion it gives United, but I think that kind of break from the Newcastle game, yeah, it was painful because it kind of still lingers. But I think it's kind of like a, it felt like a mini international break, didn't it? Because we didn't play for two weeks, so it kind of gives you that focus. It was you know you can focus. You have got four games left, five games left, however many we had, and you just go for them. Um, because we haven't done that since the last international break, you know, we've kind of been up and down, up and down. So I think to kind of have that week off last week and then, you know, you've got four or five games left on paper, you can kind of manage it and just go for like a short, sharp person and hopefully get get over the line and, and secure top four for next season. Yeah, because, I mean, someone's just put on Twitter there, High Lads apparently United plan another mass protest for our game. We shouldn't turn up. I saw that just before I came on, yeah. If that um, if that happens, then... Surely um, it's three points, isn't it? Give us, yeah, that'll be, yeah, first one at Old Trafford. I was about <laughs> to say, I might, I might go down to Old Trafford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep doing them with fucking shit at Old Trafford. So, yeah, go ahead. Be my guest. That's yeah, it's it's mental, isn't it? You, I mean, you'd think of everything that happened last week. You know, I don't know what the kind of rules and regulations are, but I'm surprised that they... I think if it was any other team, you know, if it wasn't Liverpool United, you'd probably see the three points get awarded. But because it's kind of, you know, the money, the, the Premier League would or Sky yeah. Sports would probably lose out. They'd probably, you know, thought, right, we'll give it another go. But I think if that happens again, like you say, surely gets to that point where the congestion is, is literally, I think it's the, the final weekend before the season, isn't it? Liverpool play three times over the next week after United, so there'll be nowhere to fit it in, in, in before the season ends. So you, you probably just think that you know, hopefully we get the three points, which would which would be pretty pretty odd, wouldn't it? It'd take a another weird turn in this weird weird season. I know that'd just be another, like you said, another thing where you just like remember that season where everything was shit and Liverpool was shit and there was no fans, and then we got three points at Old Trafford, even though we didn't kick a ball. It's just like that season was fucking mad. That'll just be another, another, another notch on that on that fucking on that season. But um, yeah, 
Uh, Chris has just said earlier, actually, let me have a look for it. Chris put a comment in about Kabach. Uh, news Kabach back for Kabach back for Man United. It's not his fault, but um, young Reese Williams isn't ready, but he's only a kid. Yeah, I think if I'm hoping and praying, obviously, if the United game does go ahead, that Kabach is ready. I think last night, um, Reese Williams and Nat Phillips done okay. I mean, Allison making the most saves he's ever done in the Premier League game. Says a lot, it says a lot, doesn't it? But they were all right. It's just that it's just the turn of pace, isn't it? I think Kabak's he's not absolutely rapid, but he's got a little bit of pace. He's got recovery of... pace, isn't he? Especially when you leave that high line, you can, you can. He's not got the pace of Joe Gomez or a Van Dyke, but I think you saw it a few times with that with that first save Allison made just before the goal um, when they when they play across the box. Like I think Reese yeah. Williams gets caught out, doesn't he? Theo Walcott plays that ball in behind him, and you know he's, he looks like he's running with a tire strapped to him. Do you know what I mean? Which is, like I say, he's a good defender, and, he, and you, you kind of forget how young he is because we've seen yeah. so much of him this season. And, and the same for Nat Phillips; he's obviously not as young, but he's so inexperienced in a sense. So, you know, it's it's not they'll they'll have good careers wherever they go. You know, I'm sure you know they'll play. You know, probably Premier League football. We know whether it be kind of bottom end or whatever, but. Um, you know, you, I would really, you know, hope that Kabak is fit because I think that makes a massive difference, especially if you, you think of the pace United have got. Okay, yeah. not in Cavani, but with Rashford, you know, Martial, you know, Greenwood. If he gets, you know, gets a run out, you, you know, I'd probably be fearing the worst against if it was Williams and and Phillips. Yeah, and I think Kabak shown hasn't he? I think he he was written off quite early, wasn't he? When he, it looked like he was turning in treacle a few times, and I think he was—I think he was just a bit nervous. And I think he's—he's he's getting better every game, in my opinion. I think he played Newcastle. There was a couple of times where when Wilson came on, he tried to knock it round them and run, and Kabak was just there the whole way, yeah. not letting him round. He's strong, he's quick, and we—I'm hoping that maybe yesterday was a a minor a minor injury, but also kind of just to give him enough time to get himself fully prepared. Really, I mean, yeah. He probably could have made it, I, I reckon. But he probably, I reckon, Klopp's just thinking, well, we need to keep this fella <laughs> wrapped in cotton wool, ready for this game on Thursday. Yeah, I think I think Klopp said on Friday in his press conference, a few bumps and bruises. He didn't he didn't say anything of significant kind of injuries. So, you like you say, if you're kind of looking at the fixtures on paper, you're looking at United and Southampton. Well, you know, you're obviously going to you know rest him for Southampton in the fit, in the hope that he is going to be you know 100 percent fit for United. So I think I think he's spot on there. Hopefully, it is a bit of you know just a, a precaution. Um, but yeah, we come back. At, like, I'd be really disappointed to be honest if we didn't sign him. I really do like the look yeah. of him. I think I think like you say. He's he's not the quickest, but I think he understands the game really well, um, and he kind of makes up for it in his head, doesn't he, with his decision making and yeah. kind of his positional awareness. Um, you know, obviously, just talk about that Canate coming in, whatever. But you know, I'd be I'd be all over Quebec, really. You know, he's he's been here what six months now, or five months, whatever. Um, you think he's only going to get better? He's he's so young, and you know, if you think next season you put him next to like a Van Dyke or you know, even if he's third choice, you know, if you know, it depends what happens with Matip, whatever, but. You know, we, we both know that, you know, Matip and, and Gomez aren't the most reliable. So if you kind of, you know, interchanging in between the two of them with, with Van Dyke, you think you think he's only going to get better, isn't he? Alongside someone like that, who's got the recovery pace and can play a bit better. Um I think I think we'd really see him blossom next season. Yeah, I think I think you could play Klopp alongside Van Dyke and he and <laughs> Klopp would look like fucking Berezi. Like Van Dyke's that good, isn't he? So, yeah, uh, it's silly. Yeah, Kabach, that's I mean, if you bring Kanate in as well. You can have, there's so many options there, and I think even if you keep if you keep Phillips around, because I think there's been a few comments that Doug's just said, Nat Phillips has been our most consistent defender yeah. this season. He was boss again yesterday, wasn't he? He was just I think set one seven out of seven aerial duels as you'd expect. But yeah. 
he's just a he's just a beast. And there was a couple of times where he was having to go at Allison for it for his kicking yeah. out from the back, saying basically what the fuck are you what doing? It's a mad story, isn't it? Phillips is like his whole kind of how he got released from Bolton. You think you know, so you see it, you know, with players, you know, go under the radar kind of thing, and they get released by clubs. But you think. How has he not kind of been picked up before? If you know what I mean, because he's, yeah, you know, even when he was at Stuttgart, like obviously I don't, I don't, I don't obviously I didn't watch him at Stuttgart last year, but I remember he came back for the Merseyside derby, and you, and you know, I wasn't really expecting anything from him, and he was great in that game, and then all of a sudden he just gets shipped out back on loan to Stuttgart, and kind of don't see him again. So I'm surprised that he's taken this long. I think he's is he 24 now, 23, it's 23, 24. I think about that yeah. age, isn't he? And it's kind of think now he's only starting to kind of rack up Premier League games, but you know, even if Liverpool do decide to cash in on on him this summer. You know, you'd probably be looking at a decent amount of money. I think he's got two years left, is he, on his contract, or maybe three? I'm not sure, but you'd, you'd probably get a, a decent fee for him, which is you know another positive, especially in a pandemic era. But the thing as well with with centre arse for next season, I think you've got to also be realistic with Van Dijk. Is he going to come in and play the the 50 games, especially if it is Europa League? Is is Van Dijk going to go and play you know 45, 50 games? You know, after coming back from an ACL injury, probably not. You know, then there's always that that stat, isn't there? You're like 50 percent more likely to do your your other. ACL after you've done one yeah. ACL so you know he's, he's going to have a little knocks he's going to have little setbacks and he's also not you know you imagine him and Gomez aren't going to come back and be especially we've seen with Gomez before he takes a couple of, he's like Chamberlain he takes a, a lot of time to get up and running I always feel like yeah um, and Van Dijk might be the same so I think you know the more options you've got especially if the fixture schedule is you know going to be going to be quite hectic you just you, you it would make sense to sign him I think it's 20 million as well it'd just be a, be a bit of a no-brainer wouldn't it yeah, and I think that, like you said, like you, there's going to be a lot of risks around those two you mentioned, and also Matip as well. If Matip stays around, and I've seen James Pierce do an interview a few weeks ago saying that he he thinks that Liverpool might keep five centre halves yeah. for next season, just just to kind of yeah, just ensure that we're, we're not having another one of these just seasons. Say, where, yeah. where you think it's five. especially obviously right with Lovren going last year, you know. You know, as much as kind of people have their opinions on him, like he would have been good to have around this this year. You know, he's he's not a, he's not a bad defender. Okay, he's not Premier League. You know, top two quality as what Liverpool are competing for the past two or three years. But you know, he, he could easily do a job. We've seen in top four runnings before, um, and I think he thrives on. You know, we've seen with Lovren. I think you know he kind of has this in his head, doesn't he? That he thinks he's a lot better than he is. So I think he would have thrived being like the senior centre half playing alongside a Phillips or alongside a you know Williams or a Kabak. So. And I think, like you say, you know, you have four centre halves normally. You know, Van Dijk's one of those. So I think it, it would make perfect sense to, to sign five, wouldn't it? Yeah, you have to I have five, we'll... even not sign five more. You know what, sign five as well. If you want, we'll have we'll have nine. We'll have all ten. <laughs> I'll be signing that. I'll keep us. That'll make sure we've definitely got a centre half fit. Fucking Kabak and Davis injured uh, for yesterday, so that was just typical. Typical. Davis is a mad one, isn't it? I just I still can't get my head quite round that. It's. Seems like I said, I said it a couple of weeks ago. It seems like a really dodgy money laundering scheme, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounding for for cheap and then well, it makes it makes good business sense. But I don't think Liverpool are that desperate though to make. You know, know, you're probably going to make two or three million on him if that if you sell to like a Celtic or whatever. And you know, Liverpool, you think probably what they've been paying him is probably what on like thirty grand a week. So like you've paid him thirty grand a week for you've probably paid him six hundred thousand in wages by the time the summer comes. Like you're probably going to make two and a half million. Like. The Liverpool really need him on their books for six months to make two and a half million. You know what I mean? When they can yeah. go and make twenty million off of Phillips straight away, it's a bit of a bit of like an episode of the Bargain Hunt or something, isn't it? where they're trying to get like a tenner on an old vase or something. It doesn't doesn't really make sense for a, a club the size of Liverpool. But yeah, if we make a bit more, then yeah, fair enough, and we send them on his way, and we get some money, and we put it towards yeah. uh, to, uh, Canate. But uh, I've just. 
Before we move on to, obviously, let's go on to United a little bit. Doug's put a comment in here. Would you guys play the same team version as that maybe Kabak for Reese and Firmino for Hotter? And I think Chris said as well earlier, let me just see. Uh, yeah, there we go. Attacking issues compounded by Hotter now, not scoring his last six. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because I put a tweet up last night about Hotter having, um, I think I put like, can't hit the barn, fucking barn door itis or something like that as a joke. <laughs> Loads of Wolves fans going, oh, we told you this. We told you he'd score a few and then he'd go off the boil like sad bastards. But um, yeah, would you would you, would you you drop Hotter for United or would you would you, would it be like a kind of take him out the firing line and put Bobby back in? I think it says a lot, doesn't it? You know, obviously, we saw the team sheets uh, be put in for United last week. So obviously, we saw Klopp was planning with the with the front three as normal. Um, so it probably says a lot that he played Jota last night with you know United kind of in, in his the back of his mind kind of thing. So I think we will see the, the front three active fair. Like obviously he's not been what he was. Obviously he set himself like a really high standard, you know, prior to injury. And even when he came back from injury, you know, he was he was doing really well. But I think last night I think he started brightly last night, you know, he kind of created a few chances and yeah. like you say he he didn't obviously score or, you know, do anything of that kind of nature. But he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't absolutely awful. Like you know, we've seen in recent weeks with Marnie when he's been really off the boil and he's just ineffective. And you forget he's playing at times. It feels like we're playing with ten. But I thought Jotter, he's, he's always kind of a hindrance for the opposition. He's he was always trying to create something or always trying to run in behind or you know spin and pop a shot off. So yeah, from from that perspective, I don't think it's too much to worry about. Um, you know, especially you know, fingers crossed, goals can start coming from you know midfield because that's been I think that's been a bigger problem this year. We've had next to nothing yeah. from midfield. Um, but regarding United, I would I would go the front three. You know, Mane, Firmino, Salah. I would obviously put Kabak. You know, if he's fit in, in for for Williams, and then you know, fingers crossed, you, you can have Fabinho in midfield. And you know, I think he'll probably stick Milner in it if he is fit. Obviously, we saw that. Um, that that's what he was planning on playing because whether that's trying to phase Wijnaldum him out now. Um, You'd still argue he's a really, really important player, um, but I think I think last night I, I said it. I, um, I said that it's it, it, on like seventy minutes. It was perfect for Milner to come on. Obviously, he wasn't fit, but I just think it, sometimes the games you just need to you need that bit of professionalism. And when you don't have Henderson and you don't have Milner, you can see it gets like a bit of a basketball game, doesn't it? And it goes kind of goes yeah. end to end, and it's not it's not nice. You just need someone to you know to put a challenge in, or you know you know literally boot it into like the centenary stand, you know what I mean? And, and no no one's capable of doing that one. You've not got Henderson or Milner. So I think he will go with Milner uh, from the start at Old Trafford. Um, so I, that would probably be the one change I would do. Yeah. yeah. And, and touching on Milner and Hendo, what annoys me as well is when they're not there, when, when one of our lads gets snapped, there's no one in the referee's yeah. face going, what the fuck are you doing? Like Mane, I was. He needs to break his leg in four places to get a get a get a foul against them. I'm convinced. Like there's a few where he's probably his momentum's took him over, but I just can't wait till for next year when they'll they'll be given all the time at Anfield. And we've, we've yeah. I mean, it's not cheating, but it, we do get a lot more fouls when we've got fans in the stadium because the, the referees are swaying. I just think they, they go the opposite way when there's no fans there. They just yeah. think, oh, I can, I can get away with this one. Sound. It's like that. Um, it's like they steal the Rudiger one. If that's if there's a full Etihad there. You know that's a penalty. Every single like, I, I can't believe it wasn't a penalty. But yeah. you know, if 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 there's you know fifty thousand Mancunians screaming at whoever the referee was like yesterday, they get a penalty there late in the game. And like you say, those kind of borderline ones, the referees don't want to make the decision. They don't want to make a cock up, so they kind of just think, oh, we'll leave it as. Like you say, when when there's Henderson, no Henderson, no Milner, it feels like we're, we're massively lacking leadership. Obviously, you know, we do have leaders still on the pitch, but it just kind of feels like. You know, like someone who get in the referee's face and you know make him give the foul kind of thing, and I just think, like you say, I just think we're massively lacking that. 
Yeah, and I think like Robbo's good at it. You always hear Robbo screaming, but at left yeah. back, he's sometimes a bit too far away to just grab the referee by the neck and go, "What the fuck are you doing? Give, yeah. us, a, give, us, give us a foul." But uh, yeah, I was speaking to Chris actually last night on. Have you ever done one of these Twitter Spaces things where you have this little, you make like a little conversation and you can have like a little chat with loads of people on your Twitter account? I've done one of those last night for the first time. I think I've seen it. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a bit weird, but I got used to it in the end. But we were having a little chat, like I think it was like midnight last night, to be honest, when I was just sitting on the couch and I thought, yeah, I'll give this a go. (laughs) But um, yeah, he he was saying last night that looks like no Milner. until next week, which will rule him out of Man United, which is which is a shame, like I like said, because we do we do miss that when when he's not there. But um going back to Hot a little bit, Gamerborn just said that's this is moving unit on um Twitter. If you haven't gone and checked out his stuff, please go and do that because there's some he's got some boss stuff going. But um he said Jota only gone off boil because of the injury will be back and consistent. Which is yeah, it's I mean, I think he's got eight goals in, in sixteen games in the league this year, which is like one every two for a for a player who was out for three months from December to March. It's a fucking it's a good return, isn't it? And he's bound to go through just coming back from injury, he's bound to go through little spells where he yeah. like last night, for example, where that I think Mane back heals it, he's through on goal. And if he hits that anywhere but apart from down the keeper's throat, we're going, oh, yeah, what a what a goal. It's just it's those little it's fine margins, isn't it, between him being classed as a as a going off the boil and him having yeah. a goal to to, the, to win us the game. I think especially as well because none of the front three, the others are really creating it. It's not like we're winning three or four nil, and it's kind of like at the minute every chance that's missed, you're scrutinising. You know what I mean? And you're thinking, you know, whether it be you know Leeds, Newcastle, or whoever you're playing, and you kind of think, you know, you're looking at all the chances from those games, thinking, how, is, how, how have we not put one of those away? Especially that Newcastle game was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that, and it was just so inevitable. So I think especially when when we're not doing as well as a kind of a collective. You know everything off-season intensified. It's so knee-jerk, not knee-jerk, but like everything's got to be so extreme one way or the other, hasn't it? You can't just yeah. there's no kind of rationale behind anything anymore. So, um, but in terms of Jara, it's a good season considering he was brought in as, as fourth choice. Um, you know, and there was a lot of eyebrows raised when we kind of paid the fee that we did. Um, so, and like you say, with the injury as well, and he's he's, he's carried Liverpool at times, hasn't he? You know, this season he really has, and we missed we missed him massively when he got that that injury in the Champions League. So. You know, it's it's been a, it's been a, a good season for him. You know, like you say, I think he can look back with positives, and hopefully, like you say, next season, if you know Marnie and Firmino, those kind of the two kind of the more creators of the front three, if they're kind of you know in a bit more in better form, creating a bit more chances, and you think as well with the with the fullbacks, and hopefully with Henderson coming back into midfield, the fullbacks will have more freedom. We'll see better creativity there. Um, so I think it's just been it's just been like we said we've said it all all along. I think it's been a mad season. There's been so many so many variables. You can't hang your hat on on one thing. I think that goes for you know a lot of the players' form. You know what's what's it down to? Is it are we that reliant on the fullbacks? You know to to score goals? Is it is it something deeper than that? Is it just a mad season, a one off? You know are they just fatigued? So it'll be interesting to to see next season. Like I say, especially when he has a kind of a full season. You know with fingers crossed, no injuries, and I think we'll be able to make a better judgment on him then. Yeah, and he's and he's only young, isn't he? He's only yeah. what? He's 20, 24. Forget how young he's twenty four. Yeah, you forget how young he is, don't you? It feels like he's been around for a good couple of years. He's you know, um, and he's he's always scored goals for Wolves, and he like you know, he's, it feels like he, every time I watch him in the Europa League, he was banging a hat trick. So, um, yeah, that's what I mean. I was, lo- well. I was looking at stats earlier f- for him, like because I mean, like the, like I was saying, those Wolves fans were were saying some stuff. So I thought I'll have a little dig on Wikipedia, see what I can find. I think he got Nat his highest in the league for Wolves is nine, so he's one off that, and he's played like sixteen games. So that just proves, I mean, 
what what he can bring and he, it's an option and he's a young fella and he's getting used to how we play and that's that's only going to like you said Keith it's only going to be better and more intense next year when we've got a proper midfield a proper defense fullbacks flying forward with no thought of going the other way and defending it's just gonna i'm just i can't wait for the carnage i can't honestly that can't. Wait. i think it's similar to marnie as well isn't it when he came everyone was kind of a bit like oh why i think i think i remember the same summer united signed mkhitaryan and everyone was like laughing like you know you signed why have you signed him you've paid this amount of money whatever and you know it felt like at southampton marnie was he was always he, he was a player who you know performed in, in patches. You'd have you know a really good patch, and then he'd go off the boil for six, seven, eight games or whatever. And obviously, while he's been at Liverpool, you know he's kind of he's had those patches, but they've been you know they haven't been as often. So he he, he scored like 20, 20 goals a couple of times in in his, his years at Liverpool. And obviously, that's obviously we're playing with better players, like you say, you know, playing with Salas, playing with Firmino's, you know, getting better service. And I think it'll be the same with Jota. He'll, he'll become more ruthless, you know, as he grows into this team over the next year or eighteen months. Um, I'm sure, you know, he'll, it won't be long before saying he's got 20 goals, 25 goals in a season. Um, and, you know, if, if next season is Firmino's last year, you know, he, you know, you, you've got a ready-made replacement kind of there. Okay, he doesn't do all the kind of intricacies that Firmino does, but, you know, in terms of everyone's kind of crying out for like a, a kind of a clinical number nine, so to speak, I think, you know, you, you, you've got one maybe on your books already. You know, we can see when he plays down the middle, he, he does score goals. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how that one that one plays out. Yeah, and uh, like this, I think this season is going to be quite key, isn't it? Because I, I was also on that Twitter spaces last night. We were talking about all the like the fringe players, like Ox and then um, Shakiri and Arigi, and then maybe Harvey Elliott coming back. And what do you reckon about Harvey Elliott? Would you? Would you? He's great, isn't he? Would you thrust them straight back into this squad? I mean, I think people have it's pretty much fifty fifty on whether you want them to go back on loan, maybe to another Premier League team or have him in the squad. I'd have him in the squad definitely next year. From I, I think it depends what happens with top four because I think if you get Europa League game, you've got you've probably guaranteed what. 10 games before Christmas with six in the Europa League, you, you've probably got a few in the, the League Cup and whatever kind of competition they probably introduce next season. You know, he's probably going to get 10 games before Christmas. You'll, you know, until it probably gets out the latter stage of the, the Europa League, you don't really rotate because there's like, what, 50, 60 rounds, isn't there? It just goes on for absolutely ever. That yeah. competition is just... Um, so I think if we get Europa League, I'd be more than happy to see him, you know, kind of, you know, try his luck kind of in there. I, I think he... It's a difficult one because in the league, it's kind of... Because he is so... He is small, isn't he? And obviously, he's kind of got that low center of gravity. I don't, I don't want to compare him to Messi, but you know what I mean. In the kind of way that he runs, like that goal he <laughs> well, scored yesterday. Did you, see, <laughs> <laughs> did you see that goal he scored yesterday? The chip, and he just, yeah, just, just, doesn't it? Class. Like, if you squint, it's like you're watching Messi. It really is. It's like um, obviously in the championship, he's, he's obviously had to kind of um, not beef up a bit, but you'll be used to like grown men kicking him and you know wanting to just like break him into like loads and loads and loads of pieces. So I think from that perspective. You know, he could be because the Premier League is obviously a lot more tactical, isn't it? You know, you, you better players rise to the top in the Championship. It's you know just brute kind of fo- not brute force, but you know what I mean. Skills not as high kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what Klopp, Klopp does with him. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go out on loan, but it depends. It doesn't really feel like there's a lot of teams that would suit him if, if you know what I mean. Because I think when, once you get kind of you know maybe below like tenth in the Premier League or something like that, kind of there's a lot of teams that are very similar. And how many teams play like Liverpool? If you want to. You know, you've put me into that Blackburn side this season and you've kind of just said, you know, just go and attack. That's what kind of Tony Mowbray has kind of said to him. Um, but if you, if you say, you know, say he ends up at like a, God forbid, like a, a Burnley or someone like 15th and yeah. below, I don't really see the point in that because someone like Sean Dyche is, is probably going to not play him, is he? 
because he knows what he wants. And I think yeah. I just think the Prem's a lot more ruthless because there's a lot more at stake. So I would like to see him go out on loan again, maybe, but I don't see a lot of suitors. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, rack up 15, 20 games next season. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's there's a few options. I mean, like, I think Southampton, I mean, because fucking Ralph Hassan Hootle, he fucking yeah. adores Klopp, doesn't he? So everything Klopp does, he does, wears a hat. <laughs> yeah, he does it as well. Loads of emotion, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so uh, even like a Southampton, that, that's would, yeah. would maybe a, be a good option for him. But I just just I just want to see him. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm the same. Girl. I just want to I want to see him stick around just... Just because I want to, I just want to see how good he is in the league. I want to see him up against the best players. I want to see what he's been doing for for Blackburn. In and I know, like you said, it's going to be difficult for him and, and more difficult in, in in this league. But I feel like he's got that quality. And even like in the maybe in the like the tip of a three in a midfield, like a, or maybe like a false nine. I think dropping in deep and playing those those three balls that he's done. So I think he got eleven assists and yeah. in, in in his Blackburn. He's, he reminds me, of, like obviously I said, Messi, but he, do, he does remind me of Grealish, like obviously on, on the other side kind of thing. Like he could kind of play that deep, you know, when Grealish plays kind of like off off the off the midfield three or something. Yeah, you know, obviously he plays off the left, doesn't he, Grealish? But you know, you can play him off the right of a midfield three. I, I don't think, especially when he's got kind of options when he's running to, towards defenses front on, and he, you know he's got runners going left, right, and, and through the middle. I think, I think that's where you know you, you probably see the best of him, but. Say it'd be really interesting because I'm the same. I don't know how. I, obviously, he's a, he's going to be a fantastic talent, but I just want to see him do it in, in a Liverpool shirt and be like, all right, he's the real deal. Do you know what I mean? Because it's exciting and like you see, you've seen with like Mason Greenwood, you've seen with like loads of players like that. Even Deli Ali when he came, you know, Trent Alexander Arnold. Age is just a number, as cliche as it sounds. Like if if you literally are good enough, you're old enough, aren't you? Um, and he obviously has yeah. a belief, doesn't he? In himself, he, he clearly backs himself. Um, and obviously, Klopp spoke and saying he's a massive fan of him. So. It probably he probably will stick around next season. To be fair, it probably says Liverpool going out and buying, you know, another attacker for for what purpose? Because you know, Rigi probably gets shipped on. Um, you think Minamino will probably get shipped on? Um, you know, Wilson, Harry Wilson, he'll come back. He'll get shipped on. Um, so it makes sense to keep Elliot. He'd, he'd learn a lot, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think Chris just said that. I think Elliot goes on Prem alone if we made the Champions League, if we're in the Europa League, I think yeah. he stays. So pretty much what you just, you just said. But yeah, just selfishly, I want him to stay around because I don't want to... I mean, it just everyone's been like swooning, haven't he, over these assists and the goal, like the goal... Um, was it yesterday? It was yesterday, wasn't it? The chip? Or was yeah. It, was it? Yeah. Yes. That's just stuff like that. You just want to see that in a Liverpool shirt and like a full on field and him running to the cop and like just giving it loads and that. I just, that's that's what we want to see. So it's great as well because obviously, obviously he's not from Liverpool. He's a London lad, isn't he? But obviously he's a, he's, a, he's made it crazy a Liverpool fan. I think I saw something the other day. See that tattoo he got, didn't he? That, um, yeah, seen that. So obviously he clearly gets it. He, he's clearly, he clearly wants to play for Liverpool and. That obviously, like I say, he's not a Trent. He's not, you know, he's not from like an L four postcode or whatever. But he gets it. Do you know what I mean? He does get it to an extent, and that's always nicer, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, like one of your own. Yeah, because that's I mean, he definitely, like you said, he gets it. He's he's a he's a. It's it's a bit mad saying like a boy. You should be saying like about a player, like a boy of fan should be a good thing. But it's just so tarnished, isn't it? By players joining a club, going, "Oh yeah, I supported these yeah. when, I was, when I was in the world." No evidence of it, is there? But there's there's been loads of things. Like, I think he was in Kiev, wasn't he? And I remember, I remember, I think it was Everton in the cup last year. Um, you know, when Jones scored the winner, and I think I'm sure Harvey Elliott played from the off that day. And uh, I, he must have been 
he must have been 16 at the time, actually. And uh, I remember there was a, a corner at the cop end and he got the ball and he just kind of gave it the big one. And, you know, yeah. he's a 16-year-old lad. And I was just looking at him thinking, fucking hell, like he's living the dream. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just great. <laughs> yeah, and then you think back to what you were doing at 16. <laughs> like, fucking hell, you're a lucky, you're a lucky bastard. Shameless. But yeah, but he is a wizard, isn't he? he is, yeah. He's just so good. And I just can't, I can't wait to, well, I mean, touched on other players doing it, like Greenwood and there's Foden as well. Foden's yeah. just different class, isn't he? So, if you give those these type of players a platform, I think he's the type of character as well to grasp it with both hands and kind of go right. Fuck this! This is my chance. I'm going to take it. I think as well, like especially if you if you do send send him out and learn. I think we've seen it with, you know, obviously you can argue how good he was, but we saw with, with Ben Woodburn when he got sent out to Sheffield United. You know, he, he was doing all right at Liverpool before that, and it kind of crushed his confidence because you know he didn't get in, he didn't get in the side. Chris Wilder didn't fancy him for for whatever reason. Then he went to Oxford, didn't he? And he struggled there. And yeah. he's kind of just obviously last night he was in a squad for like the first time in two years, wasn't he? Since that Barca game, I think it was. And it's kind of just he's just fallen off a cliff. And obviously there is a good player in there. Um, and I think it's, it kind of brings a whole up, you know, with the, the Pep and Foden thing. It's like Pep obviously clearly thought he was better off, you know, lingering around and kind of learning from your likes of your David Silvers and and so on and so forth. And obviously it's paid dividends. I mean, you only have to look what he did to PSG over two legs to Dortmund over two. Do you know what I mean? He's he's unbelievable, Phil Foden is so. I think from that perspective, you can't you can argue that it, it's probably bit more beneficial to, to stick around and kind of learn from the manager, learn from the squad, grasp your chance when you get it, and and see where you go from there. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm firmly on the um, keeping Harvey Elliott bandwagon. I'm going to keep banging that drum for as long as I can until yeah, hashtag going <laughs> hashtag Harvey Elliott today. <laughs> but uh, game upon game of game of porn, fucking. Hell. <laughs> fucking hell game of, yeah game of born don't think there would be that much difference between having Elliot replace Shakiri in the squad if you look yeah. at the impact Shaq's over the last couple of years yeah it's 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 true but um fucking hell we're getting on for 36 minutes here yeah. um let's let's leave it there I've just seen a comment from Ben Ben Brady dead quick plan B next season is either I'm taking Callum Wilson for 10 minutes all day what you reckon his quality like his need to be yeah. fair but I just don't know if it's if it's something that yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's had injury he... problems, hasn't he? He's had a lot of injury problems. Ever, you know, why has he been at Bournemouth? Why has he been at Newcastle? Like, he's missed like two or three months this season. I mean, I was saying it to my mate last night, like, I'll be surprised if he doesn't, he, he won't go, but I'm surprised that he won't be going to the Euros. Do you know what I mean? Because he's, you know, he's a different option, isn't he? He's kind of that, that raw pace in behind, but I think he's getting on now, isn't he? I think like late 20s and that pace or that yarder pace will probably start to, to drift over the next couple of years. And, you know, so I, I probably wouldn't, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, he like he is a good player, but I just can't. I mean, if it happened, I'd be like, yeah, another another yeah. quality player. Who, who I don't knows think Newcastle would settle either. It's, yeah, he only signed last summer, didn't he? I don't think they'd be looking to. They'd be they'd probably be relegated without his goals. So. Yeah, they'd be absolutely fucked. But yeah, well, we'll leave it there because there's loads of comments. Nice one, everyone, for jumping in. I couldn't actually go through them all. And sorry for the game of born for calling your game a pawn. <laughs> I might have to clip that and put it on Twitter because that's. That is just classic Mick being a knobhead. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, nice one. Nice one, Kiefer, for jumping on. And nice one to uh, everyone in the comments. We'll, um, we'll be back. When will we be back? Wednesday? Yeah, maybe Wednesday for the um, Man United preview. Actually, we, I'll be back tomorrow because actually, yeah, let's do a little plug for the new show tomorrow. There's a new show with me and um, Michael Reed from um, Opta. He, he's like a footy editor for Opta. So I'm going to do like a little stat show on Saturday 
and in general the rest of the season I mean most of the stats might not be very good most of them will probably be shit about how <sighs> we haven't been scoring and all kinds but I can't wait to um, get stuck into that and then we'll be back on Wednesday actually now it's all coming back to me alongside Neil Jones from um, from Goal so uh, that'll be a good one so uh, nice one to Kiefer again nice one to everyone in the comments nice one to Game of Porn especially and uh, <laughs> and we'll uh, you'll see us next time Podcast Network.